Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today. Yes, and welcome along to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. It's all thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne, just like Shana. That is Red Energy. And we thank Red Energy for supporting this podcast, which, of course, we did start in the midst of Melbourne's big, long COVID lockdown last year. But uh, definitely thinking of people around Australia who are still experiencing some of those restraints. Thinking of you, New South Wales, if you're listening from there, Queensland's had a taste. Look, pretty much everyone else, although not Melbourne at this stage. Shana Blaze, of course, is an interior designer, author, TV presenter, judge on the block on Channel 9, which is uh, coming up very soon, and founder of Voice of Change Australia. Now, Shana, before we introduce our special guest this week, Rebecca Morgan from the Build Her Collective, last time we spoke, there'd been a once in like a 70-year storm. You're in the middle of a renovation about an hour or so out of Melbourne. You had tradies tramping through a house. You had generators flipping switches. You'd had half the tarps blown down the street. Where are we at? How are you feeling? And are you okay? (laughs) It's a little bit the calm after the storm at the moment. Um, The rain still kept going for another week. So it was literally skiing in your boots out in the pavement because there's no gravel or anything like that. The pavement hasn't been done. Um, So And it's real sticky mud. So I I think the ongoing effect of the mud has been the biggest thing. Um, Might have a few plants which we didn't think we were going to get in. So that's a little bit of an exciting update. But Yes, we're still using the neighbour's electricity at the moment. We're off a generator, but we're using the neighbour's electricity. So we're sort of hoping by the time the house is built, we're going to have our own electricity and I can actually sort of stop using the neighbour's good, good, um, goodwill. <laughs> well, it's wonderful. You're in a country area. Of course, neighbours are going to welcome Shana Blaze to the neighbourhood and help her out. So, well, hey. I think I wanted a bit thin, Jane. I think it's, you know, it's the people are just a little bit over it now. <laughs> I'm sure you you can bake them a cake once a week for the next five years to make up for it. Or bake? I've got to think of something else. I don't bake. So where are you in terms of being finished? Um, you know, if if zero to ten, where are we on the scale of ten being done and ready to show everyone? Look, it goes from a six to a nine, and then a nine to an eight, and then a four and a seven. So you, each time you think you're getting close to the the end game, you know. A, and a once in 70 years store comes along or you can't get your, your power back on. Look, we're close. I'd say we're an eight, um, but I don't want to be too smug about that. We'll say an eight with a, with a question mark. Excellent. Well, let's hope the rain uh, finally stops for at least a week or two so you can get the finished carpets in and uh, get all those tradies' footprints cleaned up. I can see our guest on uh, the Zoom line here nodding as you sort of mentioned that you go from a six, then you're a nine, and then you're an eight, and and how things, that little final 5% of a renovation can really kind of tossle you about a little. Our guest is Rebecca Morgan, Director of Build Her Collective. Rebecca, welcome to Homestyle. Thanks to Red Energy, of course, born and bred in Melbourne. That's Red Energy. Really excited to have you on Homestyle because I must admit, I'm getting a little hooked on the Build Her Collective Instagram. I've just been, you know, of course, researching by watching reveal videos and and some incredible social media of what you've been achieving at Build Her Collective. So welcome. 
Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Shana. It's really, it's really nice to have an industry of people that really reach out and help support each other. And I know we've had a few of our our women who are in our masterclass developing properties and they've used you and some of the team that Shana's had build her house. And everyone's got this really beautiful um, collaborative approach to to building and and that's what makes it a fun game. I mean, building can be a really tricky experience and it can be amazing and exciting and um, the best thing you ever do. It just depends on your approach and your team, I think. Do you think it's a bit like um, some some have a good pregnancy and a great childbirth and some have a really bad pregnancy and a great childbirth and then by the end of it, once it's done, you've moved in, you forgot the pain? Because I'm sort of feeling that is a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, we often say to people it's kind of like when you've got a newborn baby. It's like the only people that want to talk about what time your baby woke during the morning and during the night and how many times they pooed are other people with a baby of the same age. It's like renovations are the same. It's like really interesting for about five minutes if it's not, you know, it's something exactly. you're doing at the same time. Exactly. And I think the difference is like I remember – when I renovated my first home, you know, I feel like the way people renovate is quite different now and the fact of you accepted that your renovation would go on for maybe four or five years. You you lived with holes in the wall and the plaster mm-hmm. and you really didn't go out for dinner. You had lots of people over. There, there wasn't that that urgency to do this amazing, like finish one room and have it complete or do the whole renovation. Um, what are you seeing from your community um, in the fact of how they approach their renovations because I feel like everybody goes pretty much gung-ho and if they don't finish in the first 12 months, that's when they realise, oh, damn, I can't. it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah, you kind of have a couple of both. I think that that design and planning phase takes people a really long time and they think they'll get through it in about three months. But when you go to make decisions, and a lot of our women are building, some of them are doing it to sell, but some of them are doing it to their family home. And these decisions they're going to live with for 20 years. So when someone says to them, oh, do you want the family room over here? Or do you like this plan? And they look at it, it can take them a year to come back and go, yeah, that is definitely what I want and move to the next stage. Or they want to talk about what that would mean or um, finesse it. And sometimes they get to the end of the plan and they realise that they're, they're, you know, what they thought originally wasn't going to work and then they start again. So that planning phase becomes really critical. Yeah. Um, once they're at the end of the planning phase, then I agree. Yeah, gung-ho. It's like, come on, get me in this house. Now, of course, Build Her Collective are online courses for women about building and renovating. You do the design and the styling consultations as well. Rebecca Morgan is our guest. Rebecca, what sort of stories were you hearing about this process, which I think you're so right, Shana, that whole analogy of, oh, it's like the pregnancy and sometimes it works well, sometimes it doesn't. What sort of stories were you hearing, Rebecca, that made you think, hang on, there's got to be a better way of getting through this process? Surely women can support each other especially and actually make this a more enjoyable and less stressful phase? Well, I guess it's, um, for us, it was all the horror stories. It's like the things that people were doing wrong that they don't know that they're doing wrong. So they're really smart people and they're really good at their industry, but we can't all be Shana. You know, we can't all understand that process and, and live and breathe it. And so sometimes we're an amazing lawyer or we're a doctor or we, we're a stay-at-home mum and we're doing all these things and we're very good at that. And then we're expected to be like we're on the block and pick it up and just 
do it with no knowledge, no skills. I mean, the typical one that comes up is do I need an architect and a drafts person or a designer? And I'm like, well, you've got other options too. You could have an interior designer or a decorator. You can, there's no one size fits all. It's like, what's your, what's right for you isn't right for the person who's next to you. And everyone's got an opinion. So what we wanted to do was give people the knowledge to be able to choose their own path and do it really well. And sometimes that's hiring a builder who's got a design team and sometimes that's an architect and sometimes it's doing it themselves. I think that's the really important thing in in all of that is that um, everyone has a different skill set and you're so right. So many people say, oh, I wish I could do that and all that sort of thing. And I said, but yet I do it professionally. I've been doing it for, you know, 30 years. So I can't do what you do. So I think you explained it absolutely perfectly. Um, and I think also I remember quite a few people that I used to have as clients would say, I feel like I've failed because I can't decorate my home. I should be just expected yeah. because I'm a female. And I just, I was like, where did that ever come into the world? Like just because you're female that you should be able to decorate. And even like guy, like gay friends, like just because I'm a gay male doesn't mean I've got style. Like, you know what I mean? It's just those sorts of um, parts to it. But I think we, with a build, with um, there's so many pieces to the pie. There's the legal side. There's the build side. There is the design side. There's the project managing side. There, there's so many facets to it to bring you undone that, um, you know, what you're doing I think is absolutely incredible. Well, we try and bring a community to it as well. So you've got that person to bounce off. We do Q&As once a fortnight, so we do speak to people all the time and they can bring their questions in and get a kind of a, a professional opinion that's not biased. They're not in the game, if that makes sense, or not a builder or not not part of that core team. So that's really helpful to get that kind of understanding. But I think the community is great the Q&A is the support, but just having knowledge and knowing that you've got some backup if something goes wrong, because something will always go wrong. I'm sure something's gone wrong for the build you've done now, and it's how you problem solve it. Oh, that's, and, and that's the thing people say to me, oh, look, you know, it must, must go really smooth for you. No, it doesn't because just because you have one profession doesn't mean you control all the wheels. And you're so right. The problem solving is the biggest thing. Um, you know, you've got to get, sometimes there's a problem. You might not need four heads to get together to do it. Um, but if you have certain people on your team that aren't a problem solver, that they can actually be like a squeaky wheel, unfortunately. Um, so it's a learning process in your build, in your design um, of certain things of like, you know, just because one build went one way doesn't mean the next one's going to go the same way. You go, well, you know what, that person in that team wasn't a good fit. So if I'm going to do this again, I need to find a different team member of that. And so maybe all the good people that you had in that same head vision that you've got, you say, look, can you recommend somebody that thinks like you in this skill set? And that that's really how it should work all the time. And, and and not rely on one person to bring it all together. Like, you know, having a builder and he brings everybody together. Um, I think that's quite dangerous because you're always getting their opinion. Yeah. And everyone brings their own values to the table and their own their own personality, their upbringing, their culture. And so what's right for them isn't necessarily right for you. So you've got to do a bit of this kind of critical 
thinking and go, actually, if I had my way, if I could build my dream house and it wasn't just out of a catalogue, if I could really think about the way my family is going to function and flow now and in the next five and 10 years, what would that look like? How do I build a space that really nurtures that and, and allows them to be the best that they can be just by the environment? I think that's really important is everything you're talking about is your community and your environment. I think that's something that's been missing for a very long time because a lot of women feel intimidated because they don't have the language on a building site. Um, They have the know-how of what they know has to be done or wants to be done, but the terminology and the way things go um, don't work like a normal business. A building site's a building site. And it can be quite intimidating, not because it's male orientated. I want to get that out there. It's just a different way of doing a business um, is the way a builder's put together. It's quite quick. It's quite reactive and it's quite things come up. And I guess, you know, that you can be really well planned out, but things are still going to come up. Like right now we've got a whole heap of stock shortages. Like the the environment's quite tricky to build. You can't get timber. You, you're basically relying on pre-existing relationships, which is fine if you've got them, but if you don't have them, that's really tricky. How do you find navigating those, I guess, those those challenges when they come up, Shana? Um, I, th- I think... It's always been part of my DNA is like the old, you know, there are no problems, only solutions. And if somebody says it can't be done, I'm always, yes, it can. It just has to be done in a different way. So what I tend to do with problem solving is somebody says to me, no, it can't be done. I do challenge it. And it's not because... Um, I don't accept that something can't be solved. It's just like, well, let's give it a few goes. Let's work out a few different ways. Um, so that's where I was talking about finding, make sure you have the people that will give it a go to, to problem solve. Um, sometimes when you problem solve, it ends up becoming a lot more costlier and a lot longer in time. But then sometimes it might be the opposite. It might be something that you're doing that is costing a lot of money. And you go, how can we do this more cost effective because I think when you design something and when you come up with, as you said, supplies um, that we can't get away from at the moment, um, the solution isn't always, well, that's exactly what we need. We'll have to wait three months or we just have to pay the extra 30%, which is the reality what's happening at the moment. Um, it might be case, well, what's the alternative? Do we stop for a little while to save money or do we find a different product that can do the same thing long-term or do we look at something short-term they're the questions you have to ask. So it's already breaking down three possible solutions and seeing in somebody's eyes going, if they glaze over, you've got the wrong people. But mm-hmm. if they go, oh, okay, I didn't th- think of taking it in that direction, then you know you've got the right people to problem solve with. So um, I think communication on a building site is one of the biggest things. There's a lot of people that hold their knowledge close to their chest, which is fine. Um, but if you want to get through a build, um and problem solve, open communication between every trade is so important. And so that for us comes into like how you're treating your trades and how you're treating your builders and, and having a really good understanding of how you come across because it's really, you know, you can ask a question in several different ways. One of them kind of makes them feel like you've done something wrong and something, you know, another way you ask that question is collaborative Does that make sense? Like you can walk into a room and go, is that wrong? Instead of like, ah, how come that's like that? I didn't understand that that would look like that. 
it, it's a life skill as well. And I think that's sort of what it is. I, I think on a building site, it's a close relationship. It's actually something that you need to really sort of get to know each other friendship-wise. You don't have to be friends that will spend weekends together, but, you know, get to know them, who they are and what they do so that you can actually talk side by side and learn how they like to be spoken to, how you would like to be spoken to, and, and just sort of nurture that relationship at the beginning so that you learn how to speak to each other. Um, you know, and there's something, honestly, there's some grumpy people on building sites and they don't want it, they don't care. They don't want to be spoken to nicely. They just, I don't, I don't want to talk. Just tell me what needs to be done and off I go. And then you go, okay, that's how we put it in a box. And, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of old school guys that want, want that. Then there's some that just want to natter. And then you just have to say to them, look, that's fantastic, but I'm actually paying for this conversation. Can we move it along? Like, so, you know, you can and, and have a joke with them in that sort of way. You know, as you were saying, Rebecca, that, that conversation of, you know, sort of a combative way or a, a soft way or a medium way, I think you've just got to be really careful that, you talk about the problem and solve it on the spot. And if it's not solved, you say, look, I'm going to have to go away and think about it. Um, you have to turn around and say, not a problem. How long will that take? <laughs> Is it because some people's problem solving, you know, they need to go away and think about it and say, look, I'll get back to you tonight on that one. And then you make sure you follow that up. It is your house and it's your responsibility to follow those things up. But it's also in the end, it is your home too. And, and as builders, sometimes they own the site, which they do, but you've got to be really careful that they don't own you. And Rebecca, is that something you've been able to weave into your online courses, those sort of attitudinal issues? Like I sort of think more, you know, the, the tick the box yeah. list of, of actual things that need to be dealt with from a, a real sort of hard trade perspective. But do you sort of go into those elements of personality? And like I've got a couple of friends building at the moment where it's been a personality clash. And I think if they'd had a bit more experience of maybe how to be more assertive, they may have even changed trades at the beginning. I guess what we try and do when we build out the course is look at all the different things and a lot of it is personality. So some of our women feel intimidated by men on the building site and that's nothing that they need to work on. And some of them don't realise that they're quite brush, brash and I guess abrupt and that offends people. Like if they're being spent, you know, six hours working on something and they walk in and criticise it, that's that's not very nice feeling for the trades on site either. So yeah. we try and kind of tell a whole story and get people to understand where they're coming from, what their weaknesses are and yeah. how you then pull that together because some people are going to be really good at numbers, other people are going to be really good at project managing. I think naturally women are quite good at um, multitasking or, you know, and I guess project managing and seeing the future. So I always say to people, if you can get um, a couple of kids dressed in the car to school on time, you're probably a natural project manager. You've got to break down those steps and apply it to a field you don't really know. As I say, and I say this with a, a two-year-old on my lap, so <laughs> forgive me, she's just joined our podcast. <laughs> I don't, I don't see it as a problem. When, when I um, started my career, like I, um, you know, I was straight out of um, college and when I had my kids, they were both on the building site. I remember having Carly 
uh, my daughter who in, you know, the baby capsule, you used to use it as a carrier. Mm. So, you know, she'd be on the building site at three or four weeks old. And um, I just made sure that I was just inclusive that this is what's happening. Um, so don't apologise for being a mum and don't apologise for um, really sort of like having kids on a building site. It's it's dangerous for kids to be on a building site, but when you're trying to project manage, there's certain ways that you can do it. I totally agree with you. If, if you can organise all your kids, you can organise, you know, um, after school care, you can organise their sports, you can organise their breakfast, lunch and dinner, uh, you are a project manager. Mm. The tantrums of a two-year-old is no different to being on site sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) This is so true. (laughs) You are on um, Homestyle with Shana Blaze and our guest today is Rebecca Morgan, the director of Build Her Collective. Rebecca, what's the most satisfying part of the process for you? Is it the day that you welcome all these new people to the online course and think, I am just going to change their lives? Or is it some of the reveals that I love watching on your Instagram where you finally get to walk through a property and see all of those lessons being put into uh, place? We break it down, actually. We have something we call a build her moment. Um, And we encourage people to celebrate their hashtag build her moment. You can jump on Instagram and see them. Um, But it could be getting the house demolished. It could be styling or getting a couch. It could be um, finally getting lock up, the windows going in, a pool. It could be decorating your child's room or getting a planning permit. All of these little moments are, are milestones along the way and they're all to be celebrated. When you follow someone's journey along the way, and much like we do when we follow like the block and the the builds and see what people are doing along that way, we get invested in in really helping them get to the end. And so for me, the most satisfying thing is seeing the build her moments and and knowing that, you know, some of the advice we've given has saved um, saved relationships or um, saved money or made a difference to the way that they're going to live. Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing with uh, building that community that you've got, um, seeing those build her moments, is that it would possibly give other people confidence to do it themselves because they're watching somebody else who really didn't have an idea. They just had a passion or they just had a want or it's actually a need. They couldn't afford for somebody to do everything so they had to take certain things on board. Um, I, I think that's inspiring. And one of your clients is also one of my clients and I think that's one thing that I've noticed. Um, this gorgeous lady, um, I won't say her name because I might embarrass her, but she just sold her house uh, a couple of weeks ago and did really well. But when she first came to me, um, they were building their dream home, their forever home. And then halfway before it was finally through council, there was a few things where they weren't, you know what, I think we need to move on first. We need to make our dream home later. And so they had to really change a few things because you don't put your forever stuff details in a house that you want to sell within 12 months and make money. So she sort of did two types of planning um, with one result. And, you know, she really took it on board. And that's when she um, aligned with you and did her course with Build Collective. And she was also the same builder that I've got at the moment. So 
training process and just seeing her succeed um, has just been so beautiful to watch and see her confidence in a building environment that she had never been involved with before. And don't you think with her that it's her attitude and the way she brings people together that's really special? So the knowledge you can get, but I know the story of how she reached out to you and found you and how she she saw your builder or the builder you're both using and was like, that's the guy I want to work with. And then she she worked out her problems along the way. So she value engineered, she changed the design solutions as she went so she could achieve this home and everyone who comes into contact with her loves her because she's so good at relationships and bringing people along in a journey and building them up as they do it they really feel like they're they're part of something bigger and I think that's that's the skill that I love about um this person and I think that's what the thing is too is that um with a build you've got to celebrate all the different trades like your tiler your plumber your painter um the builder which is what she does and which is what I do all the time is because each skill set is so important to connect to the next skill set. And she learned that very early on. And I think that's part of the reason it went well for her. Like, you know, she learned so much along the way. But I think that's the thing of, you know, creating those relationships that everybody is different. You have to have a different relationship for each trade and totally celebrate them. You're so right, Beck. It's just it, celebrate them for who they are and what they do in their own different way um, to get the best out of them. One of the things she did, she reached out to you. Now, I would never, and I know this is a silly thing, but I would never have, it's almost like I would never have thought that I could achieve that. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's like, no, that's, she's really great and I really love her. I'm going to ask her whether this is a project she's got capacity for. I'm like, you know what, go for it. Um, And don't feel like it's unachievable or unobtainable. And I think that's the thing too because I do have a lot of people that approach me um, and I just don't have the time for those certain projects. And when she, when she approached me, it was actually a time where we went, you know what, we've got a bit of a gap. That sounds really cool. And, you know, if she approached me maybe a month before, a month after, it would have been, I'm sorry, that I don't have the time, maybe 18 months down the track. So unless, you know, it's that old thing, if you don't ask, you don't get. So, you know, and I've got a lot of people that reach out on DMs that I, I can't even see them, that, that it's just like scrolling verbatim of just so many things that I can't answer. Um, but, you know, there's certain times where, you know, I'll reach out to somebody and it's just like, you know what, it's probably not possible but just putting it out there. And if they say no, they say no. It, it, it's no big deal. And you move on to the next one. But, yeah, she, I, I think everything aligned very nicely for Ali. I really do. Oops, I said her name out loud. <laughs> I don't think she will mind. (laughs) I think it really aligned perfectly for her. And so with what you're doing, giving people confidence in the courses is letting them know that you get the confidence from doing something, but you also get the confidence of it not working out as well. People heard right at the beginning, I've had so many dramas and things go wrong. You will always have a drama. You will always have something go wrong. Building, supply. Some people take those dramas on board and they feel like it's a critical, like it's a tack to them and other people go okay well that wasn't ideal what are we going to do to solve it and I think that problem solving which you identified before is so important and that's really the key skill that you could bring to any project is an open mind and an ability to rethink things 
Yeah, absolutely. Have you found that you've actually got people who've done the Build Her Collective course and decided this could actually be a career for me? Yeah, there's a lot of people that have decided to do this. They've taken it up as a career or they've turned um, decided they want to re-study or you know, learn a lot more. And then there's a group of women that have decided that they actually want to renovate and develop for profit. And so to me, that's really exciting because that's what we do. That's how we live. We kind of renovate a house, but it doesn't have to be cheap and nasty flips. And it doesn't have to be developing as a dirty word. And it doesn't have to be this high pressure scenario. If you understand the numbers and you go into things in the right way, there's probably not a lot of people that um, understand how it all works and I guess once you've done a few you kind of understand the numbers and what it takes and the time it takes out of your family Um, but that lifestyle is really enjoyable and we were talking about you know the kids on site my kids have all been on site with me and they love it they love driving in the diggers and they love you know getting involved kitty was helping me paint the other day Um, like all of this stuff is is fun for a family to do if that's the mindset you've got so we find a lot of people kind of get the bug and they want to continually do it. And I think also like some people want it to be a career and once they go through it, they go, "Mm, it's actually not for me. And that's a good thing too. And I think, you know, we all can't be builders, developers, flippers, designers, but treat it as a hobby to start with. I think that's the main thing. It actually takes the pressure off you. And if you get a beautiful house out of the end, well, isn't that a success? For sure. Well, we're going to let you get back to the little uh, toddler, Rebecca. And Shana, I saw your daughter wandering around wondering what was for lunch a little earlier as well. So we must thank our guest, Rebecca Morgan, Director of Build Her Collective. Rebecca, how do people get involved? The Instagram, the buildhercollective.com.au website is really handy, but are their courses starting fairly soon or is there a waiting list? How does someone sign up? So probably the best thing to do if you're looking at coming along or becoming a build her is have a look at our resource page, join our Instagram. It's a really great community. There's a lot that we put together about how to build blogs, videos, lots of stuff, but we've got a course which runs continually. So we kind of feel like people are at that point when they're at that point and they should sign up, I guess, when they feel like they're ready. I guess the only thing I would say is lots of people think that they'll get, oh, I'll do that later. But actually the sooner you can do it is better because you can choose your team. You can take advantage of kind of the wealth of knowledge and really guide that process through. It's also a great little um webinar on there about some strategies that can help you save, I guess, time and money and and stick to that budget. Well, I have to say the project I'm on at the moment, um, the budget went out the window ages ago. So <laughs> <laughs> just so people know, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you make those decisions based on what you really want when you see it. And you adjust the budget. <laughs> it's so reassuring that it happens to the likes of Shana Blaze and people who are doing it for the first time. Uh, now, Shana, you said you get a lot of messages uh, via the DM, but I'm going to throw it out there if you would like Shana to answer a question here on the Homestyle Podcast, thanks to Red Energy. You can email us, podcast at sen.com.au. Next time we chat, Shana, we might have a couple of listener questions to answer. And, well, good luck with the rain, the mud and the last five percent of your renovation, Shana. And thank you to Rebecca Morgan from the Build Her Collective. Got all of the links to Build Her Collective and to Shana in the show notes of this episode. Thanks, ladies. 
Thank you. And thanks for sharing that, Rebecca, and creating such an amazing community for women. It's brilliant. Thank you for having me on and thank you for being such a big inspiration for everyone. Um, I can't even tell you, my mum was like, you're meeting Shana. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, we love this podcast. I can bring people together. And thanks, of course, to our sponsor, Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne. That's Red Energy. They've got a customer solutions team based here in Melbourne. So switch to Red Energy today and we'll talk to you again next time on Homestyle. Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Red Energy, born and bred in Melbourne with a customer solutions team based here. Switch to Red Energy today. Hello, it's Stavros from O'Brien Real Estate. Want to know what's happening in real estate? Join me on Under the Hammer. Market trends, boom suburbs, and what to do if you're buying or selling. We've got it all on Under the Hammer. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series. Available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.